You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. Good morning on this Black Friday, The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Jason McIntyre filling in for Dan and the Danettes. And uh, we got a great show. We got so much to do. So much to talk about. I know football and everybody's uh, stomach is filled and, you know, from the uh, all the festivities. So uh, we, we will tackle a lot of that stuff, including, like, the Cowboys, that mess that they are. I mean, it was just a couple of weeks ago people were crowning them, telling them that they were one of the best teams in the NFL. I think not. Uh, also, Buffalo did what it's supposed to do. I don't know. Buffalo is a weird kind of football team where they are, but uh, they roll last night over the depleted Saints. And then we have the Lions, uh, who are now 0-10-1 and headed to maybe being winless again in their franchise history, but uh, all that and much more on this program. Uh, Jason McIntyre and I, Rob Parker, filling in for Dan Patrick. And uh, let's let's start with um, the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I, I'm not totally surprised about where the Cowboys are um, because I think a couple weeks ago when they blew out Atlanta and people were ranting and raving about how great they are, look at the numbers, Dak is the MVP and all that, Jason – I thought all that was hyperbole and over the top because they blew out the terrible Atlanta Falcons. And the last couple of weeks has told me more about the Cowboys than I think the blowout of Atlanta because I really believe that the Cowboys are fraudulent and not one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, Rob, it's great to be here uh, early Black Friday. Had a great Can- Thanksgiving except for the referees. Can I say in, one thing about Black well, wait Friday? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me Rob, say one thing hold up. about Black Friday. I need Friday. to go in on the referees to start this I want this you show. to do that. No, I do no, want no. You Rob, to do hold that. Black Friday is exciting. I know people are waiting in line, listening to this, waiting for our hot takes coming in. And I got to say, the Cowboys, they, they had a tough one yesterday, and they got a raw deal from the referees. I don't understand, Rob, how on a Thanksgiving day when everybody's pigging out and 30 million people are watching Dallas Vegas, we came out to see a ref show. Are you kidding me? This was the most penalized game in the last 18 years in the NFL where both teams had over 14 penalties and over 100 yards. And you cannot trot out that product on Thanksgiving Day in a massive game, a huge swing game. The Raiders, who are a dumpster fire, Rob, we know that, literally a dumpster fire with all that's happening there. They are cratering, and the refs basically save them because they throw a flag on every play. Rob, I, listen, I, I'm out here on Black Friday. I'm very thankful for a lot of stuff. My family being able to have a podcast here on iHeart and doing stuff for FS1 and hosting a show today with you. And Rob Parker, I'm just coming in very disappointed with the NFL product yesterday, highlighted by the referees, the zebras, as you like to call them, in that Dallas-Vegas game. That was awful. Yeah, I, I get all that, but I, I'm not going to let the – it would be one thing if it was one-sided – it was it was called that way. If you want to call it tight on both ends, or it was a flag day, I get all that. But it was not just against the Cowboys. It it was equally div- divvied out, and it just talks a lot about 
um, where the cow the, the Cowboys are supposed to win that game, Jason. Yes or they no? Were, they were huge favorites, but Rob on third and eighteen. In overtime, can you confidently tell me what is pass interference? Just take a deep breath because I'm telling you right now, according to the rule book, Anthony Brown, who had a nightmare day, four flags against him, that third and 18 penalty that set him up for the game-winning field goal, that was not pass interference by the book. All the referee guys who go on TV and, and know the rule book through and through, that was not pass interference. And I don't know why the refs were so insistent to throw a flag. McCarthy couldn't challenge it because you're never going to win that. But that ruined the game. That tarnished the game for the entire country, 30 million people who were watching that. I don't know about that. There are a lot of Raider fans who are pretty happy that their team that was dead in the water went to Dallas in a must win for the Cowboys and came away with an overtime win. So I don't think most everybody in America uh, was feeling bad that the Cowboys lost uh, that football game. And it's just a pattern. I mean, look at who they've really beaten this year. The idea, the notion that all these NFL writers and and talking heads really thought the Cowboys were the best team in the NFC or NFL two weeks ago. No, they're not. Look at who they've won. And and look who they've lost to. They did not have their number one receiver, Amari Cooper. Excuses. They did not have their number two receiver, C.D. Lamb. Excuses. And and their top running back. uh, How'd they score 33 points? How'd they get? Because the Raiders can't stop a nosebleed. Okay, then. They still could have won that game. It was not 100%. Yes, they could have won that game. They should have won that game. Um, I will say, Rob, I'm in a survivor pool. I don't know if you do these things uh, where you have to pick one team every week. And a lot of people had the Cowboys yesterday. So I was happy. I had the Bills. Rob, there was 2,468 people in the contest. I'm one of 46 left. The payout is $82,000. So let's just say I'm kind of happy the Cowboys lost from a gambling perspective. But uh, if, if I'm McCarthy, I'm living at the refs. And, yeah, I'm pretty ticked off at my defense unable to stop a, a pretty bad Raiders team, which has been cratering since the uh, since that Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I'm sorry, not Deshaun Jackson, the uh, Henry Ruggs car accident. I mean, this team's just been totally downhill. It's just too much to overcome if you're the Raiders. I don't think they make the playoffs. Do you? I, I'm just not sure. It's, it's so wide open and the swings on some of these games and Buffalo looked dead a few weeks ago and they looked terrible. They lost to Jacksonville, didn't even score a touchdown in the game. And then, of course, they put up 31 last night. It, it's, it's all over the place in the NFL, so I'm not really sure. Uh, but, but I do, you know, like you, you brought up the excuses of uh, missing people or injuries. That's called the NFL. Ask Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who went on the road to Arizona, the 7-0 and Arizona uh, Cardinals, without their top three receivers, without their defensive coordinator who had COVID, I, right? They had all kinds of people missing, and guess what they did? They won a football game because elite quarterbacks do that where, they, where they'll cover up, and you, you got guys missing. The next guy has to come up, and the Cowboys had every opportunity. They had a chance, even in that game, at the end, to march down and win the game. That could have done that. Instead, yeah. they settled for a field goal to tie it. Couldn't they have won the game on that drive? Well, yeah, I mean, it's tough okay. when you're throwing two guys who normally aren't even options. They're on the team. They're Cedric, not Cedric working Wilson. at 7-Eleven. Are they healthy. working at 7-Eleven or are well, they I mean, on the fine. team? You could say that about the Green Bay Packers last week. They went into Minnesota with their, with their four best defensive players hurt, and they got their teeth kicked in. The Vikings had 400 yards of offense, 6.2 yards per play, and they beat the Packers. 
So, like, this happens to everybody. Everybody gets hurt throughout the season. We've seen Buffalo, offensive line hurt, go into Jacksonville, and, and Josh Dallas Allen gets Dallas lost destroyed. to Denver at home, did they not? Dallas lost to Denver at home. Tyron Smith did not play. Offensive lineman, no, no show. And the Denver defensive line killed him. Like, this happens to every single team in the league. Every team gets a raw deal from the refs. Every team has injuries. Uh, I mean, the Tennessee Titans, they, they were the number one seed in the AFC. They lose Derrick Henry, Julio Jones on the IR, and then they lose to the Texans. So, like, this is just part of—it's a war of attrition in the NFL. And whoever's going to be the hottest team going into the playoffs is going to be the best team that ultimately wins the Super Bowl, right? I think we could agree on that. I mean, I, I get part of that, but I just don't think that that's good enough excuse all the time is that this was a game, even when they put out the, 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 the gambling line, they knew that the Cowboys were going to be without people and they still made them seven and a half point favorites because they still believed at home against a, a dumpster fire called the Raiders who had lost three in a row and looked bad doing it, that they still should have had enough when you have uh, some of the other pieces that you have on that team to, to win a game at home. You didn't have to win by 40 to feel good about it, but they should have been able to beat the Raiders, and they weren't. And that's really my point, is that there comes a time where you, where some teams have to be able to just be like, we're going to work our way through it and still win. And you brought up the, the Packers, but you can't tell me going into that game and, and the, the Packers were the underdogs in Arizona without their people. They weren't a seven and a half point favorite on the road against Arizona without their top three receivers. That's a totally different makeup. Yeah, I think if you're going strictly by the line, then I think that the Buffalo loss against Jacksonville was bigger than the Dallas loss. Uh, there was the Cincinnati Bengals were ten point favorites. And they lost outright to my New York football Jets. How about that loss? Uh, what were the injuries in that one for the Bengals? Like, this just happens, Rob. You can't overreact to a Week 12 loss. Just like everybody wants to crown people the MVP after seven weeks or ten weeks. Nobody, I heard Dak was wins. the MVP. Didn't no, nobody, they say he was? Nobody wins the MVP in Week 9 of the NFL. Uh, nobody wins it in Week 11 or 12. Like, this is just a loss. I think the bigger story is the referees. We need to know and understand what the hell pass interference is. Because Dallas got screwed on that, Rob. You, that's undeniable. I, I, I get it. They lost the game. Uh, they were missing two receivers. But the NFL cannot have 20 The Cowboys have flags. lost three of their last four games, Jason. And you're talking about referees. Stop Rob, it. The only game they won was they beat Atlanta. Stop with the referees because that's just that's a, that's a lame excuse to sit here and say that's the reason why the I, Cowboys I didn't say that's is that the why the Cowboys have lost three or four? Uh, no, no, no. I, we're talking about two different things. The reason they were the seven, Cowboys they, lost, they were not, they were not good yesterday. They were they missing. were six and one, and everybody was talking about that they're world beaters, and they've lost three or four since being six yes, and one. That happens to every team in the league. No, the, it the, doesn't. The, the Kansas Stop City Chiefs that. were under five hundred. Rob, the Chiefs were under five hundred, and now they're headed to be the number one seed in the AFC. Like, what are we? The Buffalo Bills lost two of three. They looked awful. They got their teeth kicked in at home by Indy. They, they, were, on, they were in a struggle to maybe make the playoffs given the upcoming schedule. They're okay. I mean, like, take a deep breath. The Cowboys will be fine. The bigger story is this was the most penalties in an NFL game in five years, and it had the largest NFL TV audience of the season. The NFL needs to fix that crap. If you noticed, Rob, no taunting penalties yesterday. The NFL listens. They got rabbit ears, okay? Taunting was one of the big stories. We're getting sick and tired of this taunting garbage. NFL says, ooh, we got to tighten that up. Next thing they got to do, clean up the pass interference crap. I don't like when my product, I'm watching it, 30 million people at home watching, and they're like, flags? 
most NFL penalties in a game in five years. They've got to fix this, Rob. I don't. I'll tell you right now. I don't want to watch Tampa Indy, a really good game Sunday, or Rams Packers Sunday. And I want to see 25, 25 penalty flags thrown. That ruins the product. The NFL's better than that. And, and we don't need this ref show laundry garbage all over the field. Yeah, I just, to sit around and talk about referees is boring to me. And I just think it's not like it's been done every day. You just said it in five years. So this is an aberration. This isn't normal. It isn't what normally happens. But maybe you have two poorly coached teams because usually penalties are a reflection of the coach. And so, I mean, you can see it today and put it all on the referees. And some of those calls were legit. We know that there's some that are questionable because of their judgment calls. But when you have human beings making calls and their judgment calls, you're going to have some that are bad. Do we want to see penalties and see flags thrown? Of course not. But I'm not going to sit here and use that as the only reason. It wasn't like Dallas lost 40 to nothing because uh, every time they had a big play, it was because of the referees. They lost 36-33, and they should have beaten the Raiders. That, that's what I'm looking at. And in the situation where they were at, where, uh, where things were go- coming undone, and now they've lost three or four, that's the story to me. Why can't they win at home against a team going nowhere? Uh, they could have buried the Raiders. Team going nowhere. The Raiders. They could have buried the, the Raiders. Mix. They were lost three in a row. The Raiders are in the playoff mix. Going nowhere. What do you mean? They lost three in a row. Is what I'm talking but about. And they were in Dallas. In the playoff mix. Dude, you're gonna say five and five, three in a row is playoff the, mix? You just said the NFC just is numbers super wide wise, open. but I'm talking about where they were, they were and why it, they the Cowboys should have won that game. You don't believe that going in? They should have won that game. Rob, take away Tyreek Hill uh, and Travis Kelsey. Are the Chiefs winning a game? I don't Rob, know because the Packers didn't have their three take top away receivers, Justin Jefferson. and they went on the road and they won. Yes, with Aaron Rodgers, a historically great quarterback, arguably the second best quarterback in the history of the sport. Dak Prescott, good quarterback. He's not, he's not an Aaron Rodgers class. Okay, like l- let's be realistic here. The Cowboys lost a game they should have won. Period. They were down their top two receivers. You go throughout the league and you take away the top two receivers from almost any team, almost any team. Brady could probably overcome it because he's historically great. He's the GOAT. Aaron Rodgers can probably overcome it because he's right up there with the GOAT. Is Russell Wilson overcoming that without uh, Metcalf and Lockett? Um, who else you want? I mean, no no quarterback can over. I don't even think Mahomes could do that without Hill and Kelsey. That would be a tall order, Rob. Very difficult for Dallas. Now I think you you got to reboot and move on, and Dallas has to handle its business in the NFC least against the likes of Washington, who it has to play twice. Uh, I think it has the Giants one more time, the Eagles. They got Arizona. The road's a little bit tougher because of that loss. But uh, frauds? You don't think that's a little bit harsh? I'm just not buying into because what they do is they beat up on the also-rans, if you look at their schedule. And the one, the one game that they did, uh, they beat um, New England before New England turned into what they are now off the, off the board. And I think they had two missed field goals, and they only lost by three to the Cowboys in that game. I'm just not that impressed w- with some of the wins that they've had over the Giants and, and the Eagles and uh, Carolina. I- I'm not. I'm just saying there are some games. Here we are after they were 6-1. and one, And if you looked on the schedule and thought to yourself, Denver's coming up in Dallas. Then they got Atlanta in Dallas. Then they go on the road to Kansas City, that which have been struggling and not that great. And 
uh, the Raiders struggling at Dallas, I would think the Cowboys would have won three out of four, not lost three out of four, given that schedule, even if you say to yourself they'll lose at Kansas City, okay? So then there would be three out of four, and instead of now looking at a seven and four record, right, there would be nine and two, and then then we would be talking about the Cowboys and where they are. This is a franchise that hasn't won and hasn't been in an NFC Championship game since Moby Dick was a guppy. It's been 25 years, dude. Are you kidding? It's like your Detroit Lions. They're about as bad as them historically. Yeah. I, listen, uh, what do the numbers say? Let's take a look. Dallas, fourth most uh, efficient offense in the league. Against uh, also Rams. Go ahead. Well, keep talking about all? it. You can only play your schedule, can you not? Yeah, but you don't lose three out of four to the teams that they've lost to is what I'm saying. You brought up gambling a lot against the Raiders. They covered in the season opener against the defending champ, Tampa Bay, on the road, right? They covered that. That's a nice nice cover. It's a loss, but it's a nice cover. They won at New England, which is now proven to be a really, really strong team. They weren't there at that that point. That overtime win, they almost lost it. They got a big play at the end, and they did win that game. But had they lost that game, New England hadn't won four in a row at okay, that point. Fair, they so hadn't you, want to, you want to discount a win over New England? Fine. No, I'm not what discounting it. But Minnesota they were were they Rush? that good then? Were they that good then? Uh, New I'm asking. England was ascending. I'll have to look okay. at their record at that point. Uh, what about Minnesota? What about the win over Minnesota? Was that good with Cooper Rush on the road, or does Minnesota stink? No, if you can win that game, I'll give you that. Minnesota's not a world beater. They're like five and five and five or six and four. They're not that great. Yeah, they have struggled against uh, the teams in the AFC West. They lost to Denver, not a lot of familiarity. Bad loss with no Tyron Smith. They lost to Kansas City. That's never a bad loss at Arrowhead. Uh, Kansas City is a very good team. Dallas's offense lost CeeDee Lamb, did not have Amari Cooper. You want to blame anybody. Why don't you blame Amari Cooper for not being vaccinated? He had to miss two games because not he was not vaccinated, Rob. That's a big loss. That's, a, that's, a, that's stupidity. You know, you want to blame anybody. Maybe Amari Cooper deserves some blame outside of the referees. All right, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll move on. I'm just, I'm just not feeling like, uh, like the Cowboys. I think that they missed a golden opportunity last night. That's I would all. agree with that. All right, it is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker and Jason McIntyre filling in for Dan and the Danettes right here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Jason McIntyre. Filling in for Dan and the Danettes on this Black Friday. And I don't know about you, Jason, but every Friday is Black Friday for me. So uh, you guys enjoy your shopping. Uh, It is uh, a great time to go get deals and hang out. I don't know if people line up, Jason, anymore like they used to, right, at 4 a.m. to get in for the door busters. Is that stuff still going on or not? I don't know, man. It's one of those deals, Rob. I I I almost shop exclusively online. I can buy my suits online because they, you know, really? they measured me at FS1. So I know my measurements. And- I still like to get out and, and see stuff. I, I buy stuff online too, but sometimes it doesn't look as good uh, when I get it. Well, I mean, the only issue with that, Rob, is, you know, being out here in L.A., you got to wear a mask everywhere. It's a bit of an ordeal. You go somewhere, they might not have your size. They might not have exactly what you want. Then you end up wasting time. And I don't know about you, man. I'm getting older. And, Rob, it's becoming increasingly clear to me that time is our most valuable resource. And I'm sorry, but I can't waste an hour or 90 minutes um, shopping or going to multiple stores. I got the family. I got stuff I want to do. I got my life I got to live. Like, I I just, I don't want to be wasting time in stores. I know that sounds very probably lame of me, but Rob, if I can save 90 minutes with a couple clicks online, I'm going to do it and and just buy it so much easier. 
I get it for certain things. I do. I, I you know, like I, I get that part, but I still like to get out. I'm a people's person. I do like to get out a little bit. I know it's a little different now with where we are with COVID and whatnot, but still, uh, I do want to go into stores. I do want to see what they have. I want to see if I can find a bargain or find a deal. But, uh, yeah, people out shopping on this Black Friday. And uh, let's talk about more NFL football from uh, Thanksgiving and uh, the Detroit Lions and the <laughs> Chicago Bears. Uh, it wound up being, I mean, as far as it was 16 to 14, the Bears pull it out. They had like a 19-minute drive in the fourth quarter. Is that what it was, Jason? It was eight and a half minutes. <laughs> To close out the game, which is unbelievable, seriously, to have the ball that long and then to finally get the field goal, uh, of course, they didn't cover, but uh, they did win the game. It would have been nice for a touchdown there, but when you get that close at that point, you're just settling for a field goal, and it was a chip shot. But you have an issue with Dan Campbell because the Lions are 0-10-1 now, and uh, I actually covered the Lions. As you know, I worked in Detroit for 20 years. And I was a columnist for the Detroit News when they went 0-16. And I remember when they were about 0-9 or 10, I thought, yes, they're going to be uh, winless. And I'm starting to feel that way again here. But where, what's your issue with Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach? Yeah, well, so Campbell came in and, you know, he had that stupid, idiotic, embarrassing kneecaps comment. Yeah, that was dumb. Season open, or maybe not season opening, but when he got hired, he, he had that as his press conference. That was a soundbite. You know, that was a, I'm going to win the press conference. And they fought hard in a bunch of games this season, right? They almost beat the Ravens. They kind of got jobbed on that one. Um they had a good showing against the Steelers, nearly beat the Vikings. So, so he built up some equity by his team, which is decimated by injuries. Offensive line, defense, everywhere. They're, they're playing hard. And then you come out, and again, this, playing on Thanksgiving is, is kind of um, a gift, right? You get this national TV audience. You got to show it. You got to bring it, Rob. This has to be one of your better performances of the year. Island game, that's all anybody's watching. And that fourth quarter was just an embarrassment left and right for Dan Campbell. I mean, he doesn't know how to use timeouts. He can't manage a clock to save his life. Rob, I felt bad for the guy. You're just watching this like, what? what is this operation? Is this some Mickey Mouse job here? What are they doing? Do, does this team practice? And I, I just, I, listen, I don't, I, I'm not that guy who wants to fire coaches after one year. I know everybody says, it worked in Arizona. They had, uh, what's his face? The defensive coordinator, they made him the uh, head coach. They fired him after one year. They brought in Kingsbury, and look now, it works. But, Rob, once you do that, you get on that cycle of we're the next Cleveland Browns, where you're just shuttling in and out coaches every year. You're shuttling out quarterbacks, and I don't believe in that. But I'm telling you right now, Rob, it looks like, based on the schedule, they're not going to win a game this year. And 0-16-1 is going to be a obviously a really ugly mark for Dan Campbell in his first year. If you can find a win the rest of the schedule, I mean, they're not beating Green Bay at home. Even if Green Bay sits its guys, I don't think that's a win. They're not right. beating Arizona. I don't think that that's automatic either. Yeah, I they're agree not with beating. That. That's week seventeen, by the way, or eighteen, whatever you want to call it, the last game. They're not beating Minnesota at home, even though they showed well in the earlier meeting. Like, I just I can't find a win, and I, I gotta wonder if Dan Campbell is is his job is going to be in jeopardy. I don't love doing that, but if you can reboot Rob with the number one pick. And a new head coach, I think you kind of have to consider it if you're Detroit. Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of the. I don't think that the Lions will do it. It's not their mo. Uh, but I'm with you. 
I thought the comments and some people loved it when he was doing, you know, the biting of the kneecaps and thought, oh, this guy. And then even you talk about they play for him. I, I, I guess if you want to hold on to that, most NFL games are decided by six points or less. So close games don't really signify anything. When I was in Detroit, Jason and uh, Matt Millen was there and Steve Mariucci and uh, Rod Marinelli and all those other coaches were just horrendous. There were a lot of close losses too. You you lose like that in the NFL. The Lions during the during the Matt Millen era when he was GM had two Jason, you ready? Two 24 game losing streaks on the road. Can you believe that? Mm, two. Kind of bad. That's not that's not that's not possible in the NFL. So I'm bothered by where, you know, uh, you know, just where the Lions are, but uh all right, now here on the Dan Patrick Show, let's welcome in Leo Haggerty. He's a former NFL scout, a Buccaneers uh, beat writer, and a college football writer as well. We welcome him here into the Dan Patrick Show. Leo, happy Thanksgiving and welcome in. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Uh, no doubt, Leo. Um, I mean, real quick, I, I want to ask you about the Lions as we start this uh, interview and just you watching yesterday, Jason had a big problem with Dan Campbell, the coach, and the way he handled it. But the Lions uh, lose again. Uh, what do you make of what's happened in Detroit? You know what, guys? First of all, and, and I'm going to agree with Jason that the NFL has to clean up something. But the thing they got to clean up, Thursday football is horrific. It's terrible. And the Lions, what they got to clean up, how do you end up getting 10 penalties at home? That is just absurd. And I, I'm sitting watching the Lions, and twice they're inside the 30, and they get holding, holding. Uh, I'll start, I'll start. You can see why they haven't won a football game. No, I, it is bad, Damn. and there's a lot of stuff going on there. But um, I, I just wonder – if the Lions, I mean, this is a franchise that that has won one playoff game since 1957, Leo. So it's not <laughs> not by accident. Leo, let me jump in here real quick. Hey, uh, Jason McIntyre here. I, I don't know, Leo. To quickly go to that Dallas Cowboys game, I don't want to be bang on the referees guy. But as you noted, it's Thursday football, short week. You got 30 million people watching while they're eating their Thanksgiving dinner, and we're 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 given a ref show, flags left and right. I don't know what pass interference is now. I think a lot of people are questioning that final Anthony Brown penalty. I'm just curious what you thought of the product of Dallas and Vegas from a viewing standpoint. It, it, it was exciting only because of the score, guys. It was close. So it, it was not like Buffalo and, and the which was a blowout right away. It was close, but again, no one likes to see the hankies on the field. They want to see the players play. And uh, Jason, I got to agree with you. I don't think anybody knows what pass interference is now. They, it's like holding. You can call it every play. Yeah. Figure it out. It, it, it's hard, and they got to be selective about when they do it. And, you know, go back to the Detroit game. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a 60-yard penalty into the end zone, and, and that changes the whole complexion of the football game. Yeah, yeah but, but, but also, Leo, I mean, you're the Cowboys – uh, they were six and one. They've lost three or four now. That's a game still. They got to beat the Raiders at home, right? I mean, I, it wasn't like the referees were one sided. They were calling them on both sides. Shouldn't the Cowboys have won that game? 
Oh, absolutely. You got you got to win your games. You you've got to, especially when you know you're going to be the Thanksgiving game. This wasn't a surprise. Dallas has the Thanksgiving game. Their players know it. Their coaches know it. They should have prepared for it. I think what people forgot to remember is Rich Basaccia coached in Dallas. So he had a pretty good idea of what he was facing down there. And again, the key with, with Dallas, you got to take Zeke out of the game. And they pretty much did. I, I am curious, Leo. You, may, you mentioned uh, home. All three home teams yesterday lost their NFL games. And we've seen home field advantage kind of decline during the pandemic where there was no no home crowds. I am curious. Home teams are not doing, not getting it done this year. D- given the first-class flights and uh, the great health uh, that every team has, um, g- given the uh, ad- advanced, um, you know, the, the physicians on each team, and, like, every team's just healthier, it seems. But is home field advantage worth anything at this point? Yeah, it is. It's not as much as it used to be, but I'll tell you what, guys. What you're seeing now is teams having to deal with noise when they travel. And I cover the Buccaneers, and uh, all their losses are road losses because they're trying to deal. I was at the Superdome, and it was 110 to 120 decibels every time the Bucks came up to the ball. So, yeah, it's, it's not as great an advantage anymore, especially on Thursday. Flip a coin because it's such a short week. Uh, I'm amazed that a visiting team even wins on a Thursday. So, so that's amazing. But yeah, with everything happening now and uh, still home fields an advantage, but it's not like, you know, throw the ball out. We're going to win anymore. You're going to have to. Our guest is Leo Haggerty. He is a former NFL scout and a Buccaneers beat writer and also covers college football. Right here on the Dan Patrick Show, Rob Parker, Jason McIntyre on your Black Friday. Now, let's talk about the Bucks. They lost a couple weeks ago to Washington, 29-19 on the road. They come back and beat the woeful Giants, 30-10 at home. And now they have the Colts coming up at Indianapolis. Where is this team? They're 7-3. I think a lot of people thought they were going to run it back and, and you know get to the Super Bowl and win it again. They brought all their players back. Supposedly they were 100% vaccinated uh, and, and whatnot. And, and when I, they, they claim everybody is, even uh, uh, Brown, Antonio Brown. But, but where are the Buccaneers? They don't feel the same to me. They don't feel like where they were a year ago. Um, are, do they still have a shot at winning a Super Bowl? You know what? That's an astute observation. They're not where they were last year because their secondary is shambles. Physically, they've been beat up since week one against Dallas. But the big thing, guys, and here's what I think you want to look at when you're looking at teams going to the Super Bowl. The Bucks had 13 as their bye week. They only had to play eight games the rest of the season. And again, they got healthy. That's the big thing. Check and see who's got the late bye weeks this year. Tampa Bay is going to have to play nine games in a row just to get to the second season in January. It's a little bit different of a team. Uh, again, guys, offensively, they're a juggernaut. They're going to score points. Defensively, again, if they get Vita Vea back, uh, that's going to help. Uh, they think they may have him back for Indianapolis. But, guys, this is going to be a great game. I think Jonathan Taylor is the key. I, if the Bucks can stop Jonathan Taylor, they need the game. I'll tell you what, right now, that's a tall order. 
Leo, I'm looking at the Seattle Seahawks here, kind of floundering 3-7. and seven. They don't have their first-round pick. It goes to my Jets in the Jamal Adams heist. And there's some stories trickling out of Seattle right now about Russell Wilson versus Pete Carroll versus the offense. Uh, it sounds like a locker room divided. If you buy into line movement, Seattle opened as a favorite uh, heading into Washington on Monday Night Football. They're now two-and-a-half-point underdogs. It sounds like the end of an era in Seattle. I am curious where you are on Russell Wilson. Do you think he returns? Does Pete Carroll return or go to USC? I've been pushing that for a while. Uh, what do you think happens in Seattle? You know what, guys? That's, that's a great question. And again, when you look at what's going on in Seattle, the big thing is Russ likes it there in the city. He's kind of like an icon in a town where all you have now is the Seattle Seahawks. Now all of a sudden you got the Kraken in hockey and you got the Mariners. But the only successful team has been the Seahawks. I think they're going to try to find a way to make Russ happy. And again, you're talking about injury. And just if it's the wrong guys getting hurt, that's a problem. But if I'm Russ, I'm sitting down and say, guys, are we going to get some offensive linemen? That's the big thing that's missing in Seattle. And if I'm Pete Carroll, I'm going to go into ownership and say, hey, are we going to be able – to make some moves. we got to get in here. Yeah, but the only problem, Leo, is he has such a big contract, it cuts into their ability to do exactly what he needs to be done. So I think that's the problem. If I'm Seattle, to be honest, I start all over. I pull the plug. I, I, I trade Russell Wilson and, and try to get what I can. Remember, he was disgruntled a year ago, right? And you don't want to go into that. Once people know that he doesn't want to be in Seattle, then his value uh, slips, and you can't get the same. If, if, I'm, if I'm Seattle, I'm picking up the phone, and I'm starting to call around to see what I could get and think that the whole team has to be overhauled, and you can't do it with a high-paid quarterback. You, you know what? That's a great way to go, but I would sit down with Russ first and say, hey, Russ, can we restructure your contract? to see if we can make things work to get you players. Now, if he says no, then you get on the phone and you say, okay, uh, we're, we're in the Russell Wilson uh, sweepstakes now. Who wants to play? Leo, I guess I could wrap up with this. Uh, you know, somebody could make an argument that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers right now are the most dangerous team left uh, in the NFL. And I say that because they've got so many injuries. Their top cornerback, Alexander's down. Their edge rushers have been hurt. You just wonder if... Aaron Rodgers had that great win in Arizona. They're able to stay up near the top of the NFC. Are they maybe your Super Bowl favorites once they get healthy heading into the postseason? They're my favorite at home. I'll tell you what, the Buccaneers last year got a break. They went to Washington, New Orleans, Green Bay with no fans. And in Green Bay, it was a balmy 55. (laughs) Yeah, and I'll tell you what, guys. If, if anybody doesn't think Aaron Rodgers is at the top of the list for the MVP, just look at what happened when Jordan Love came in. That team is a five- or six-win team yep. without Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I'll tell you what. If you, if the road to the Super Bowl leads through Bay, I think the Packers are packing their bags and going to L.A. for the big one. All right. Hey, Leo Haggerty, we appreciate you jumping in here on the Dan Patrick Show right here on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, my man. Hey, coming up next... Jason McIntyre and I will talk about LeBron James and his Los Angeles Lakers. Uh Uh-oh. 
Uh-oh, and Uh-oh. Uh, I know they won their last game, but things just haven't been as rosy as maybe people thought, so we'll get to that and much more. It is the Dan Patrick Show on a Black Friday right here on Fox Sports Radio. Stick and stay, America. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Rob Parker, Jason McIntyre filling in for Dan and the Danettes on this Black Friday 2021. And yes, we were filled with uh, NFL football on Thanksgiving, which of course is a tradition. No NBA basketball, but uh, the NBA will uh, heat up again and the Los Angeles Lakers. So far, Jason, it has been a very uneven season. Obviously, LeBron James was out, uh, has been injured, but the Lakers, they, they don't look good. They don't feel good. What do you make of the Lakers so early on in this well, NBA season? Injuries are the story. They haven't had Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> I just thought I'd toss that out there. Yeah, is that? Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Stop the presses. Right, stop the presses. Horton Tucker just returned. He's got a busted finger. He can't shoot with the busted finger. Um, I, I actually predicted exactly this, Rob. I said that they would start about 500 like they did in Miami in LeBron's first year when you got basically an entire new team. I mean, I think six of their top nine guys are new people to the team. Or I mean, and you're counting Dwight Howard as a newbie. But it's I just How love Count Dwight Howard. He won a championship with those yeah, guys. Yeah, he was Come in on. Philadelphia last year. He had to wear a name tag so everybody in his huddle knew who he was. Him and Anthony Davis already nearly went to blows this season. Um, there's some issues in that Laker locker room. It all centers around Russell Westbrook. I'm not going to panic yet. I knew this would happen. Uh, I called it on my podcast, Straight Fire. I did my season preview. I said the Lakers will start 500 about 10 and 10 because Russell Westbrook is going to have to get introduced to the team, and the old Russ is going to have to be ditched. Because guess what? He's going to have to become a new Russ. And well, Frank well you're, asking some- a guy, you're asking a guy who's uh, uh, had triple-double seasons like nobody ever before in the NBA to change. Whoop-de-damn-do. Whoop-de-damn-do. What did that get him, Rob? First round out of the playoffs? You can't, you can't do that. You have to do that. You want to, LeBron and Anthony Davis were the ones who brought him here. Okay, They should have said to him, Russ, hey, bro, you fall in line. You might not play at the end of games. Don't shoot threes. Become a new player. You want to win a championship? We'll help you get one. You get to come home to L.A. You got to make some concessions. Rob, we all have to make concessions in life, okay? And Russell Westbrook needs to fall in line and become a new guy. He cannot shoot threes. He cannot be a ball hog. He's got to set screens. He's got to move off the ball. These are things he historically has not done, but guess what? He hasn't won jack squat in his life. No, but the only issue is— You want to play with the GOAT, LeBron? You want to win a title? Then, then change who you are because but, that's but not they, working. But they brought him. He was supposed to be the guy that when LeBron ain't there or sitting down or or LeBron is uh, injured, because remember, he's been injured three or four years in Los Angeles. When LeBron's not around, Russ was supposed to cook and do his thing, and they weren't supposed to miss a beat. That That's what he was brought here to do. 
not to not to stand in the corner and 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 shoot uh, threes no, or be a spot up shooter. He's not that guy. Definitely not. Okay, so it doesn't make sense to make a trade for a guy and then ask him to be something else. Yeah, that's a that's a recipe so, for disaster. Yeah, no. Well, Rob, I, w- I went on Cowherd Show and I said, guys. Russell Westbrook needs to lead the second team of the Lakers, okay? When you get a bunch of backups in there, give me 25 minutes a night of Russ with the backups carrying the second unit. He will obliterate backups in this league because he tries really hard and he's a veteran. He can't run with the big dogs. He cannot run with the first unit because he's a non-shooter, okay? Carmelo Anthony can shoot. Don't play a lick of D, but he can shoot, okay? Well, you just said one of the biggest issues with that team— is that nobody plays D? I mean, like their defense have, is an abomination. They're bo- I, I think they're you, bottom. What are seven you winning? Right what are you winning if you don't play any defense? I'm not talking about great defense. It's an older team. They're going to be prone for injuries. Trying to get this is a disaster. This is a disaster. It's not waiting a disaster, Rob. Come it on. is a disaster. It is absolutely. Not have a you disaster. seen the teams that they've lost to? OKC and and some of the uh, weak as the as the Warriors gobble up the weak schedule. Yeah, the Lakers guy, have Steph struggled. Curry. I I lo- I can't wait till the, we battle over Steph Curry in hour number two or three or maybe all of hour number three. Hey, hit but, me Rob, up. Hit me up are, when the playoffs happen and he makes a big consistently shot. Consistently okay. bagging on Steph Curry, who's one of the greatest players, most important players in the history of basketball. We'll get and to you that. Don't like him, I, but no, I, how we'll about get this? To that. How about this? I thought you. I wanted to give you a, a thirty second platform. For him to chime in on LeBron getting that Karen tossed in Indiana when she's blurting out horrible language at LeBron from the front row. Well, you pay big money to see the biggest draw in Indiana Pacers basketball this season. That's when LeBron comes to town. And you're going to sit in the front row and curse and say bad comments to LeBron? Like well, nasty, vile stuff that if somebody said it to you in the street, you guys would throw fists. No and this problem. woman is saying it to LeBron? I love that he got that Karen tossed out of there. That was well, awesome. Well, I mean... you. Just because you pay and buy a ticket doesn't mean you could say anything you want. And supposedly the stuff she was saying was vile. And yeah. and you know what? When that happens, LeBron has the right, and I think the NBA has a right, yeah. that, that it's not acceptable. And people who think they can say anything to people because they buy a ticket, I yeah. think, are mistaken. I, I just want to remind people. So Isaiah Stewart tried to come at LeBron in Detroit, that fight, that fisticuffs. Uh, bro, don't come at LeBron. Rob, I need to remind everybody. You come at the king, you best not miss. He's the greatest uh, player in NBA history for a reason. LeBron no, he's will not. win Stop the title. LeBron okay. wins the title Stop. with the Lakers this year. Take it to Stop. the bank. All right. All right. Coming up in hour two to Dan Patrick show. Big test for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Stick and stay.